folks, it's time for Democratic Perspective, brought to you by the Verde Valley Independent Democrats, a weekly talk show about the crucial political issues facing the Verde Valley, Sedona, Northern Arizona, and the nation at large. Join us for a stimulating, thought-provoking discussion. You'll get the facts as we focus on the challenges facing everyone. Good morning, folks. Welcome to Democratic Perspective. I think we have a really interesting show for you today about a local controversy. And uh, we'll talk about it in just a minute, but I wanted to announce that uh, Hava, Hava Derby is a, uh, the new, a new co-host on Democratic Perspective. And she'll be, I think, up in Sedona every week, other week or so. So, Hava, welcome to co-hosting. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I know I've been on for a bit, but we've uh, just behind the scenes decided to make me more of a regular thing, and I'm so excited to be a part of the show. I just love being there, and especially in the studio with you. So, yeah, here's to many, many more. Yeah, we wanted to add a, a new perspective to Democratic uh, Perspective, um, mm-hmm. and I think Hava brings a fresh and different approach, um, uh, much more deeply involved in uh, current activism than uh, the old crew around here, and mm-hmm. um, and comes from a very different background than the rest of us who are kind of long-term, you know, political junkies of the um, of progressive sort. Yeah. Well, today's show, we're doing an interview with Donna Michaels. Donna Michaels is the new supervisor. She represents our district here in Sedona. She's the first woman uh, from here, anyway, and the the first Democrat ever be elected to a supervisor post, and uh, she won by against a very popular incumbent by just a few votes, but she won. And what I've been telling people is, uh, whatever you think, Donna, you're you've got the job for the next four years, right? <laughs> well, with any luck of all at all, I certainly do, and then grateful and honored for the privilege to to serve um and so i'm very excited about uh, what we're doing and what lies ahead all right let's start with the controversy and then we'll go and and have you talk about your other activities because the way these controversies are they are the big news but behind the line uh behind the scenes i guess i should say a lot of other stuff is going on you have meetings you attend you have programs you're promoting and, and we'll talk about those in a few minutes First, I guess we have to go to the fact that the Sedona Red Rock News, the headline on the front page on Wednesday, February 3rd, was Supervisor Makes False Claims Prior to Vote. And that supervisor is, of course, Donna Michaels. And then inside, we have one of these long, long um, Fox Graham editorials. And the title there is Michaels Must Take greater care with the facts. Both these headlines belie the actual rhetoric of the editorials. Uh, He accuses you of a flurry of lies for no reason, um, suggests that you are so inept that anybody with an email address can apparently get you to parrot their falsehoods because you don't check things. Um, that you'll continue to lie in public meetings. I didn't count the number of times he talks about lies. Never calls you a liar. He just talks about, uh, that you fabricated things, um, that, um, uh, and he goes on and on. And, and 
this is the factual check, checkable folks. The supervisors meeting where Donna spoke is online. So if you're really interested, you could actually go and see what all the supervisors are saying. And all of this, this giant editorials and all these articles is about very few minutes of, of talk. And the issue is what's called VertiConnect. This has been a plan at various guises for several decades. Uh, the feds contributed a whole bunch of money to the project. And uh, a lot of the professionals in and around and elected officials in the Verde Valley are actually in favor of it. I think it's a good idea. ADOT does. The people near where this project was uh, going to happen were not so enthusiastic. And they formed an organization to oppose it. And we've had them on the show now twice. And uh, and it is a NIMBY issue. I mean, I, when I look at this, I don't think any of these guys would be here if the, if the road was going to be off somewhere else. But at some point, almost all of us are NIMBYs. It's not a, it's not evil to be a NIMBY. It's, it's standing up for what, what your interests are. But when exactly. you, yeah, but when you look at this, you have to understand that it's, it's a NIMBY driven project. They're making a case against the Verde Connect. Uh, we had them on the show. Wow. They were, uh, articulate and, uh, I don't know if they were completely convincing, but they were certainly articulate and made a good case for their for their proposal. Uh, Donna, the, basically, the Verde Connect project is dead now, right? Well, that's correct. It is it is dead, and uh, we've spent an awful lot of radio time on on uh, some negative stuff. And I'd like to just uh, try to, if I may, focus on what um, matters. At the end of the day, uh, first, I would back up just long enough to say that I respectfully uh, disagree with the uh, idea that it's a NIMBY-only uh, um, uh, opposition. There are cultural reasons. There are agricultural reasons. There are infrastructure, um, ingress, egress reasons. And certainly there are financial reasons, all of which have nothing to do with uh, not in my backyard. Uh, I think uh, um, there were alternatives that, in the early uh, days, Steve, were um, uh, interesting and uh, possible. But for one reason or another, um, they didn't work out. And uh, what ended up uh, being uh, brought forth was something that uh, very few, except those that are involved in the project, uh, were supportive of. And uh, it's evidenced by the 5-0 vote, and uh, sometimes it feels like it's a zombie phenomenon we have coming back to us. Um, but I think we talk about it until everyone is satisfied that uh, um, their questions uh, are answered. You know, I ran on the platform of engagement, and so that's what uh, my work is about. It's about constituent services, which we'll chat about in a minute, but it's also about how do we get to the right kind of constituent services, and it's through accurate, transparent, accountable, collaborative engagement. And uh, what was clear uh, early on is that as this project evolved, it became less and less um, a project that was embraced for one reason or another, and there were many different ones, uh, by any particular segment, whether it was residents, whether it was the town, for example, which wrote a resolution of 
camp in Camp Verde or other entities that uh, either didn't rise to the level to consider it formally and take a vote or they were opposed. And so um, we ended up with a 5-0 vote to terminate it. And that's uh, to answer specific your specific question. That's exactly what has Happened. All right. So that's so that on, on Verdi Connect. So right. the right. issue the issue is 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 how all this stuff arrives. Um, all right. So the editorial in the paper and on the front page article says basically that you made up a false poll that 80, 84 percent of the people oppose the Verdi Connect project. Well, that's an unfortunate statement for an individual or a newspaper, um, whether it's in a leadership role in a community or not, uh, to make. Uh, it was actually a newspaper poll by the Verde Independent, and it rose Which he to left out of eighty-four percent. It 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 came up to eighty-four um, percent, in fact, um, opposed, and so that's easy to fact check. Um, so that's what we have. I, I do have uh, a recap of the, the Verdi matter, and it's been published uh, by most social media outlets. Um, Verdi Independent, I believe, also published it, and um, the Red Rock News has refused to do that. So I'm paying to have it run so people can hear an elected official's uh, summary of how we got to um, a 5-0 to terminate a vote. All right. I guess my problem, Donna, I guess my problem with this is it's unclear from the way you're uh, talking about that poll, whether it's a real scientific poll poll or it's one of these newspaper things where you say the number if you were opposed, you know, call in or do it on the Internet. uh, It's not a real poll. It has no scientific basis, that poll. Eighty four percent of the people on the on the fur don't even know about the issue. They probably know more about the issue now that it's sort of over than they did when it was happening. Maybe, maybe. It well, can't be a real poll. poll. So I would uh, direct you to them on what their reliability yeah. and validity at that yeah, but point zero one five is. But I would say to you that of those that uh, apparently responded to the poll, that that was the figure right. uh, that I was given. I didn't make it up. It's not out of whole cloth. It's what was reported. And um, I would invite anyone to have that conversation with those independents. All right. Now, the problem is, is yeah, I think you have very accurately uh, quoted the poll. The problem is, you know, there are polls and polls, and you presented it so that it's unclear whether it's a real poll, that 84% of the people in the Verde were opposed to this project, or whether it's one of these newspaper things or television things or in fact, I get things from the Democrats. Do you like Donald Trump? And, you know, there's going to be 99% of the, of the people responding are going to say, no, no, we don't like him. That's oh, and that's the, exactly that's... what that was. Uh, Steve, let me be very clear. It's a Verde Independent poll. So in the answer of it's a Verde Independent poll, it's pretty clear it's not, you know, an outside poll from a, um, uh, a polling uh, uh, company that does uh, polls and checks uh, the, uh, the uh, uh, variables required for uh, science. It's a Verde independent poll. And that's what, what I said. Fox and left that's what out it was. Of his, 
and he and Fox left this out of his editorial. I so noticed he that his the rival paper. Yeah, he, exactly. It starts out and it's unclear what. So you, I think you mentioned journal or something, and then but later on well, I you said do. independent. No, I know you do later on, and I noticed that uh, when because Fox Foxgram, the editorial board of of the Sedona Red Rock News, has the access to the same tape. What you said and didn't say is available, again, for everybody who can just go to the tape. Um, I, I think that I assume that Foxgram and the paper are very much in favor of development and very much in favor of um, uh, uh, the Ferdy Connect. I don't remember an editorial about him. His uh, editorials are sort of famous. Now, you do well, say. Well, you know what? Uh, real quick, uh, Steve, and, and I'll be the, uh, the 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 loud mouth here. Donna, you're, you're kind of caught <laughs> in a moment here, where and we're bringing it up because uh, you know the editor of Red Rock News, our local paper, has really taken his editorial hostage and has created this environment in town where Fox is the guy that's got all the power, and you know we've gone through you know through different issues, like who's going to submit the editorial to Red Rock News so that it gets printed, because I'm blocked and I'm blocked, and he's written about me and he's done this, and it's really been years of an editorial manager that's um, really created an environment where he's not really looking out for the community, he's constantly at war with the community, and I just want to kind of stick up for, I guess, for lack of a better word, for those that... uh, um, you know, speak up, and I have to. I just really have the question: Is how this man finds so much time to spend hours with the most comprehensive responses to people? Uh, and I just, I don't know. I've, I've had my own experiences, and I'm kind of well, up Paula, to here with the bullying. To you, if I may, and yes, your your diagnosis may in fact be correct. But I'm I'm uh, delighted to be in the company of those who have. Uh, been in uh, the proverbial crosshairs and mm-hmm. you know again i hope we are able to talk about uh, the good work that's going on absolutely um, in district three's office but let me say we have had a community leader after community leader for one reason or another who has ended up uh, in these very same crosshairs that i'm presently experiencing and and uh, you know after a fashion of uh, cindy mccain i would say well i'm i'm proud honored to be in the company of Leaders such as Barbara Luttrell, who have suffered the slings and arrows of this <laughs> journalist. Uh, I am honored to be in the company uh, of Karen McCullen, who has suffered uh, the same uh, indignities from this particular journalist. I'm honored to be yeah. in the company of uh, uh, former Mayor Rob Adams, who has uh, suffered yeah. the indignities of, uh, of this uh, particular journalist. And so uh, it must be my turn in the barrel, and uh, so be it. And here's for sure, though what's going to be happening. I'm going to continue uh, to represent the people who voted for me and those who didn't vote for me and to the best of my ability serve their needs, uh, not only in District 3 but Yavapai County. And to that end, we've been very busy. Do you think yes, that, you that this poll will will actually affect you doing what you're trying to do? Because um, obviously it's... The um, Sedona Red Rock News is the only big voice in in Sedona, and I would agree with both you and Hava that I mean he's been 
obsessively denouncing the mayor because she uh, uh, began to shutting down the city and requiring masks a week before the governor did it. And he doesn't let it go. So I've, the issues I've never been personally on it, but the issues I've seen, and the, we have these um, long, obsessive uh, editorials. You don't know Fox Ground. This is not some sort of personal thing. This is a really a political fight, right? Uh-huh. I do not know him. I, I hope it's not a political fight. I, I don't have any skin in this game. Look, uh, yeah. uh, I'm about constituent services, and I think that's the good news to have elected officials who aren't uh, – um, um, involved in um, 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 uh, a process with either their uh, uh, particular uh, focus on business or a particular focus on uh, fill-in-the-blank. My focus is on how do we grow healthy communities. And to that end, uh, I remain committed working with uh, Republicans, Democrats, Independents, and however you know this from the early days, and Steve, I think you do as well. Uh, this is a nonpartisan uh, uh, office or should be, uh, you have to declare a party to run for it. Uh, but I see it personally, much as I did my role on the college board for eight years or so. Uh, and that is that it's about serving everyone within the confines of the 8,000 plus square miles of Yellowfly County. That's exactly what I intend to do. So uh, well, thank I don't you for indulging the partisan issue. That. Yeah, thank you for letting us get that out of the way because we really felt it was important, and especially um, you yeah. know having you ripped apart, we really and it just comes to a head. <laughs> like you said, there's been other members of the community that have faced this wrath. So thank you for letting us get that out of the way, and we have lots of time now to just dive into what's ahead and what you've been up to these last these first Wonderful. thirty days. Yeah, I just say be, before that uh, that if if you're tuning into this show and you wonder what the hell is going on with this editorial that's <laughs> done. It is a big deal because everybody squared off. All of Donna's many supporters are really mad at Fox Graham, and they're attacking him, and Fox Graham is attacking them back on social media and stuff. So um, this short speech, and I would I would think that some of Fox Graham's uh, criticism, not his style, not his way of presenting uh-huh. it, is correct about some of the stuff you said. I mean – the uh, Presenting as this, 84% of the people even know about this issue. Unfortunately, I think one of the things you're going to encounter, Donna, is my personal opinion, is the lack of involvement of so many uh, of the people. Uh, they don't know. They don't know the issues. They don't know. Tell us a little bit, for example, you represent a special district that includes Sedona, but you also represent the whole county. I sort of agree with you. This should be actually a nonpartisan election, but it is a partisan election. And all the other supervisors, are the five of them, right, or four of them? There, yeah. there are a total of five. I think they're going to add districts. one. But anyway, in the future, um, are all Republicans, and you're a Democrat, and we have two representatives who have territory, I guess you'd call it, or districts that are mostly or entirely on this side of the Verde Valley. The rest of them are scattered around the whole rest of this gigantic, humongous county. And Steve, here's the thing. We have an opportunity, and I've, to that end, I've already been working with my, my colleagues on the board, um, uh, Supervisor Harry Oberg and I, and, and, and James uh, uh, Gregory and I, and uh, Mary Morris and uh, looking forward to the opportunity with uh, our chair, Craig uh, Brown. 
on issues that matter to all of us. Vaccinations is one. Um, you know, I had the opportunity to uh, have a conversation over a weekend some weeks ago now with our sheriff, our new sheriff, uh, Sheriff Rhodes, on uh, how do we ramp up the rollout uh, for um, vaccination? And to that, uh, then one conversation led to another, and, and uh, we now have our, uh, in concert with our county health department and the very capable leadership of Leslie Horton, have uh, what we call uh, PODs or points of uh, dispensing uh, which we hope to make even bigger, larger. I have envisioned uh, the uh, fairgrounds, uh, which has uh, been offered at no charge when when we get our allotment that we need to uh, provide uh, a shot in every arm. Uh, so these aren't partisan issues. It's not about this side of the mountain or that side of the mountain. So, Steve, some of that is a bit of a dated uh, look in the rearview mirror. You know, our issues regarding uh, the pressure that growth brings the issues that uh, uh, relate and pressures that come from uh, subjects around water uh, or planning, which we're involved in heavily right now with uh, the updating of the uh, Yapai County Comprehensive Plan and, and our communities' uh, uh, community plans or and or vision statements. Those aren't partisan, and they're not about, oh, on that side of the mountain or this side of the mountain. It was a pleasure to work with my supervisor at that time, candidate-elect, uh, and then candidate-elect, um, uh, Harry Oberg, on the Verde uh, Connect matter. And it's because, one of the reasons, you know, the uh, Verde River uh, is the thread that uh, runs through this entire state's economy and well-being. A healthy community has everything to do with how we treat our Verde River and what the headwaters are going how are they going to be protected? And that's about good conversation, effective conversation, evidence-based strategies and outcomes that ensure that we have the Verde River as part of our lifeline. Uh, the wildest, uh, the only wild river running through the state of Arizona. We yeah. take care of it beginning in the Little Chino and the Big Chino and all the way down and through uh, to uh, the appropriations that uh, uh, the Salt River Project has, which is something in the ballpark of 80 or 90 percent. Uh, so it's mindfulness now in a new way. Yeah, and that's an, that's another issue have, that that pops up is who owns the water in the Verde River. That's a constant mm-hmm. kind of pops up every few years in in a big way if it fights between the Salt River Project and and uh, local uh, landowners and where the water is coming from the, in their wells and stuff. I will say but here's that, the thing about that. You know, we are working with uh, organizations like Friends of the Verde and the Verde Front. Um, that really, and CWAG, um, and that really have um, uh, a deep uh, uh, expertise and understanding of how we keep uh, the Verde healthy and how at the same time we continue to grow robust economies and lifestyles around the Verde River. And we didn't have some of the science that we have now, and we certainly have far more uh, community buy-in than we've ever had about how do we keep it safe? How do we keep it healthy? How do we recreate uh, on the Verde in ways that ensure uh, a, not only a robust economy from it, uh, but a lifestyle and a river that's preserved for future generations to come? So we're in a different place, really, even on the Verde River. We're all beginning to understand it's in our own enlightened self-interest, wherever we are, whether it's down in Phoenix as part of SRP or up uh, in Prescott uh, looking at uh, development uh, around the uh, 
uh, big and little chino. So I think uh, I think it is a new day, and I know that sounds maybe like a lot of pink and blue uh, thought and talk, but if we don't begin seeing our diff our our our, our shared uh, values in demonstrable ways, then uh, we're really tearing at the fabric of a civil society, and uh, people are are signing up. This is why I'm in office. This is why people are volunteering to help those who can't get to a, vac- uh, a vaccination location, for example, uh, to get them there, who aren't able um, because of the, the demographics. They're old like I am, and they don't navigate. And Thomas helped me many times in the past on that technology, like maybe a, a 20- or 30-year-old does, to sign up for a vaccination. And again, these are not partisan matters. They're about how do we keep each other healthy and grow healthy communities. That's my commitment. That's my focus. And that's the only focus I have. Now, underlying, I think, the, the editorials and the VertiConnect controversy as a specific thing is different visions of the development of Yavapai County. Uh, there are many people, certainly around in Sedona, and, including to some extent me, who are who are very skeptical about any further development. And there are people who believe in the development of the Yavapai County. They believe uh, Yavapai County has to develop. We have to have uh, uh, new areas for people to live. We have to have housing. Uh, we have to have development. So there is a... Uh, I see an underlying conflict. Now, that doesn't mean it can't be resolved in some way, but there's a conflict between, I guess you'd say, the pro-development folks and the anti-development folks. Of course, it's not that simple. It's more complex. It really really is not that simple. And I I think, again, it's important that we move past these uh, very black and white or broad brush-stroked statements. It'd be easy to say, well, I'm a no-growther and Nothing can be further from the truth. I believe in robust economies. Uh, we're in conversations right now with folks uh, not in my district, but affected by what might happen there in District 2 uh, with the, the mayor there, University of Arizona our faculty, and our congressman's office looking at, in fact, I think it's later this week that I do Zoom with the uh, Farm Bureau, exploring the possibility of uh, growing our own here uh, with uh, a beet processing certification, education, and ultimately facility so that we are not taking our, our hard-earned dollars from our small cattle ranchers so that they can go down to uh, a meat processing place, let's say, in Buckeye, in order to continue growing their business locally, having to take their dollars somewhere else. So, you know, uh, it, is not an, uh, it is not a black or white thing, Steve. Uh, we can have development. It needs to be the right kind of development. Tell, tell folks what District 2 is. with our community plan. Tell folks mm-hmm. where District 2 is because I think a lot of people don't know. Sure. The county's divided up into sure. these districts. And, <laughs> well, and right, people get, oh, I'm going to have to listen to where all these complicated political stuff but where so is just, that just district? let me start with let me start with district three because uh, you know that that's my uh, uh base that elected me to this position this, this uh, office and that district three goes all the way from perkinsville uh, jerome uh cottonwood uh some cornville um uh, sedona village of oak creek uh, verde santa fe area 
And so uh, District 2 is uh, at Camp Verde, and that's the specific uh, 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 community that I was referring to, and then on down and up to Crown King. And, you know, so we're, we're you know, it's a, it's a very diverse 8,000 square miles we have here. And um, my colleague James Gregory has uh, um, uh, a huge commitment to making sure, for example, uh, that uh, Beaver Creek is uh, not forgotten in how we, as you were bringing up, grow and in the ways in which we grow and make sure that our infrastructure needs are met. And that means roads in this particular case. He and I have already had conversations on how can we best take money that's remaining from uh, the Verde Connect matter and put it into immediate um, uh, needs uh, right now on Cornville Road and on uh, and uh, that juncture of uh, Cornville Road, Mingus, and 89A. So these are uh, these are the issues that affect all of us. You know, we're not living just in our singular only uh, district where our house is built. We're traversing all of the county for any number of reasons, and so every solution or strategy or challenge uh, that uh, comes before us as a supervisor and as a body uh, have to be looked at with a, a holistic uh, eye. And maybe, Steve, we haven't done that in the background, but I think from uh, this moment forward and even predating my candidacy, those conversations have been uh, underway. For example, this Wednesday I've been asked to help kick off a regional meeting for Verde Valley Regional Planning. That's important, that word regional. You know, historically, Arizona hasn't been uh, uh, a state that's uh, bought into the notion of regionalism. And we need to raise that. Uh, it hasn't that even bought into the notion of planning. <laughs> largely, it's been well, a problem, uh, Donna. I mean, the, the yeah, anti-planning thing now, is, is still now. out there. And so let's talk about being here now, which is we're having a conference with mayors and uh, 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 town and city, municipality, county managers, um, and uh, having a discussion of where could we go, what are the priorities, how do we work together so that we have something that is a collaborative, something that uh, in, in, uh, includes all of the stakeholders, and, you know, whether you're a developer or whether you're uh, a resident who's been retired for 20, 25, 30 years here, uh, your voice needs to be heard. There are always, see, there are always solutions. Hava, you've been through the local process, and I think, Steve, you were uh, observing that very closely as well. And it's a mm-hmm. process of engagement that results in outcomes that we all uh, can um, be proud of. Now, does that mean we're going to agree each and every time? Absolutely not. But, you know, as a hearing official, I've always uh, made a point of making sure that even though the hearing, the the finding that I'll render um, may not be welcomed, um, it's fair. And and uh, that fairness is evidenced by the process, that there was due process, that there was full engagement, that people Mm -hmm. understood, uh, and that they were invited into the process. And I... um, Again, at the, at the risk of sounding um, a, a wild-eyed optimist here, I think we have a, a unique and powerful opportunity uh, across party lines 
uh, and my uh, election is a, an example of it, to work together on all of these issues that are, in fact, naughty issues, and I mean that with a K. We, we do have difficult a, issues. We do have a question from a listener. It's kind of a long question. Sure. Well, not that long, but I'll read it out. And it says, sure. during the campaign... I heard you say that you want residents in the county to be heard and local community plans to be developed that will guide county development. What mechanism for what's the mechanism for doing that? Who does it? What's the first step? How do you get a plan like that underway and how long will it take? So there's lots of questions right. here. Right. Do you support halting questions. development until plans are in place? I think that's the, a key final question. Do you? Now, what was that last question? Yeah, the last Please. question is is uh, how long will the, the, getting the stuff set up? And the the last sure. question is, do you support halting development until the plans are in place? In other words, how are you going to get the plans going? Right. What's the right. mechanism for doing it, Donna? And how, how are you going to get it underway? That's what our sure. listeners ask. It's an excellent question, and, and that process is underway. You know, we, uh, by state statute uh, in Yavapai County, have to update a Yavapai County comprehensive plan due by September 2022. And so um, underway are the conversations uh, because of COVID by Zoom. I'm hoping very soon when we get our second vaccination and we know we're safe to gather, that we can have them in, uh, the, in, in my day, we call them the Grange Hall, but wherever we have meeting opportunities or places for meeting opportunities that we gather again uh, and have these discussions about what are, what are the values that we want protected as we build a plan. And most communities, unincorporated and incorporated, have some variation of a plan. It's time now to update them. That's required every 10 years. We are in that process. And so I would invite our listener to go online, county line, uh, and, and uh, for Yavapai County, and learn more about the uh, Yavapai County comprehensive uh, updating process that's underway right now. Mr. David Williams uh, um, uh, heads that up. I've had many, many conversations with him uh, about the community plan. Uh, I'm hopeful to be working, as I have been doing uh, the first 30 days of, of being in office with the many community members across the county uh, about the updating process. And, and questions such as, uh, have we covered all of the issues um, uh, that we should in a comprehensive um, community plan? And the obvious and quick answer is no. Uh, and so those discussions about whether it's uh, a dark, uh, dark sky, which uh, you know may be something that we want to include in our comprehensive plan, or cultural um, issues, Maybe that is a category that we need to have in our community plan, uh, a, a comprehensive uh, uh, county plan, as well as a, our community plan. And so that's underway right now. I would invite the listener, whatever community they are in, to get online and find out who's uh, spearheading that. I know in, uh, for example, uh, Beaver Creek, it's Janet uh, Aniel, and uh, in uh, the Village of Oak Creek, uh, Big Park Coordinating Council is hard at work at that, and uh, uh, Camille uh, Cox is president of Big Park Coordinating Council, and, and that process is well underway. So that's a great question. Uh, do I? The, the, the tougher question is: Do I think we should halt development until uh, community plans are are in place? Well, uh, it's 
sort of have to hedge a little on that because community plans are in place. They're just being updated right now. Now, in the unincorporated areas, in some cases, they will simply submit a vision statement of some number of pages uh, that reflect the values of that uh, uh, community that need to be reflected in our review process uh, decisions. But I, I will tell you that I think it makes great sense, uh, and I'll go out on a limb here with some who would uh, disagree with me, but I think each community plan and vision statement, it, it's reasonable to have them adopted uh, into the Yavapai County Comprehensive Plan. Um, and if we do our homework well, uh, we'll be able to do that without uh, running into uh, problems of uh, keeping them within the, uh, the, uh, uh, the statutory or ordinance zoning requirements Hava, to go along with that. We're running uh, out of time. I know we've got 45 minutes, but it always kind of goes <laughs> by pretty quickly, Donna, Great, when we're doing yeah. this. Hava, do you have a question that you wanted to ask Don, uh, Donna? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Well, this is going to kind of connect to a future show. We've been doing our series on criminal justice reform, and I'm so excited mm -hmm. with about all the work you've been doing, doing with the sheriff, and we're going to have him on the show coming up. So Great. share with us about what you're doing with the uh, vaccine rollout. Well, you know, it's a, it's a challenge, and it's a challenge uh, across this country because uh, at the heart of it, uh, we've got the arms. We just don't have the vaccine allotment, right? You know, initially we thought, gosh, we're going to have to overcome this resistance to vaccination, but in fact, just the opposite has been the case. And so people recognize the uh, necessity for it. They want the vaccinations and uh, to... Uh, uh, each uh, entity's uh, credit and their leader's credit, uh, from Leslie Horton with our county uh, to uh, uh, Sheriff Rhodes, who uh, said, you know, we'll provide whatever uh, um, uh, traffic management and law enforcement that we need to, to manage big sites, light, low, uh, small sites, uh, and to uh, individual offerings, uh, uh, agencies such as uh, Spectrum Healthcare. My hat's off to all of these folks. Um, who have figured out a way uh, to uh, get uh, vaccinations in the arms of people. And it went from, from 500 a day was the goal to uh, now, um, I'm not sure what the most recent figure is, but we're well above that and continuing to add to that as allotment uh, um, uh, allows us to. Uh, you know, it, it's, the, it's the chicken or the egg uh, thing with us at this point as well. And I'm encouraging all of us as leaders to to uh, have our voices heard by the state that we're ready to vaccinate we have big spaces where we have the national guard signing up to help us out we have the arizona rangers uh, as a service organization ready to to help people uh, get in line and uh, get their their vaccination in their arms if we just do it uh, with the uh, through the automobile window, uh, uh, whatever it takes, we need to do that. We need to stay focused on it. It's a top priority, Hava, of mine because uh, it is about, at the heart of it, constituent services. And if we don't take care of each other's health by wearing a mask, by helping others get a vaccination, by getting the vaccination ourselves, particularly as these variant strains now come, uh, come uh, in our direction, uh, then we can't be a healthy society. And I want our schools to reopen. I want our businesses to resume back to mm -hmm. uh, a level of normalcy. Um, and we can't do that unless we know we have the kind of protection that these vaccines provide. And we're working 
very hard, 24-7 on making that happen. Amazing. Well, um, thank you for being with us. Um, I, it's it's sort of it's sort of interesting that uh, we don't turn to things uh, a lot of times unless there's a big controversy around them, and that the I guess the ordinary functioning of government is it bores a lot of people, but there has to be there has to be folks out there who are not office holders who take an interest in government in more detail than maybe their neighbors do. Uh, we need, uh, I think, as, as you're saying, we need community engagement. We need people uh, uh, getting uh, getting in. Um, just had a, a couple of announcements. Uh, thank you for being with us, Donna. Hava's calling thank in you, today. Thank you, Donna. Yeah. My pleasure. Thank you. Uh-huh. Um, and good luck to you. I, you. You're going to be supervisor for the next four years. Thank you. Very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the Red Rock News says about you. Um uh, Door uh, Democrats of the Red Rocks is an extremely active group in Sedona and a supporter of our show. Uh, they just had a highly successful auction. I'd never seen an online auction, but then maybe I'm just sort of reclusive and don't get out there. But they they had one that was exceed, extremely successful. Um, they're much involved in getting people so that you can sign up. Uh, voices and votes uh, so that you can sign up to speak to the legislature or send messages to the legislature. A lot of this is on the door uh, website, democratsoftheredrocks.org. And I suggest you, there's a good way to keep up with what's happening in politics in the Sedona and Verde Valley is, is to visit the door website fairly regularly. Um, We'd like to have a, a shout out to Klaus Van Studerheim, who's a, a, yes, a, a, our beautiful, wonderful Klaus, <laughs> is in, yeah. a, in is in dire straits and in, in the hospital. And Send so him we, lots of prayers to him and the family. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, uh, I asked Klaus, I said, are you really as nice and kind as you seem? <laughs> and he said to me, he said to me, I can be a real bastard sometimes, <laughs> but, but I'm not sure I believe him, you know. Or, yeah, I or haven't I seen it. I never yeah. thought. <laughs> um, so we all love Klaus, and we're, we're sorry yeah. he's in, yeah. in, in these dire straits and can't participate like he would. We've got uh, two minutes left. Donna, do you have a – I mean, well, let's not ask Donna because we really talked to her. Hava, I was going to say, yeah, we can, we can beat on her, up on her later. Hava, did you have something that you wanted to add? We've got two minutes. Josh is going to be waving his finger at me. And um, no, minutes. but just I really do want to make sure people stay involved. You know, we've got these uh, uh, comprehensive plan updates happening, and people really need to make sure that their voices are heard. This is a really great opportunity to make sure that um, uh, everybody's voices are heard and needs are met. So, yeah, get involved, everybody. We're going to have uh, Sheriff David Rhodes and um – Mick Jordal. Mick Jordal is the prosecutor. David Rhodes is the, is the sheriff. And they're going to be talking about policing and mental illness and how you can um, get mentally ill people out of the system, I think, is the yeah, focus. And, yep. and Yavapai, for all his conservative, and, 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 and Rhodes is a Republican, for all his, has a very good reputation for, for working with the mentally ill. We also want to thank... Um, a wonderful hotel, El Portal. <laughs> I call it the most dog-friendly 
hotel in the universe. I wish I got over there more often because there's always doggies walking around everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's a very beautiful hotel. Um, Yes, it is. And um, yeah, thank you, Steve Segner, for your support. Yeah, thanks, Steve. And we'll we'll be having a, a show with Steve and others, and they'll talk about you know the. They're not wild development guys there, but they're more pro-development than probably a lot of the people we've had on the last year. So we want to have some balance. Thank you for being with us, folks. This and all our other shows are on vvid.org. Join us next week. You've been listening to Democratic Perspective, brought to you by the Verde Valley Independent Democrats, a weekly talk show focusing on the political issues facing the Verde Valley, Sedona, Northern Arizona, and our nation at large. Catch us every Monday morning after the 8 a.m. news, right here on AM 780 KAZM. It's beautiful out there, folks. Have a great day.